Hello and welcome to Maldorma TV. My name is Magnus Alberg. And I'm Tobias Alberg, and this is episode 20. And today we're going to talk about the Indian yogi called Sri M, which we met in March this last year, 2017, in the Swiss Alps at a retreat called Villa Unspunen. Yeah, it was a, a weekend retreat where he held his satsangs and he also introduced some spiritual practices that you can yeah. do. And it's a, we're going to talk about that and also a little bit of who he is and yeah. his background and uh, how we got in contact with him because that's an interesting story. Yeah, because I none of us had heard about him a few years ago. But I was looking at some video on YouTube and kind of came across a video of him and interview and I just randomly clicked on it and to see what it was and he was interviewed by a, I think it was a British guy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's the Soldier's video, I think. Okay, yeah. And actually I wasn't that impressed of him in the beginning. Uh I my first impression was that he was a fake because I th- he did talk about some interesting topics. He it sound, sounded like he knew some interesting things and but he also did some kind of magic trick and i felt well this is just a a guy that's up for the show you know trying to get followers that way so i dismissed him quite early on yeah and if you (laughs) go on youtube or um, in india as well there's so many fake gurus out there and so it's really hard to like know which ones are authentic and which ones are Yeah. yeah fake and he didn't really feel genuine to me. But then something happened, something quite peculiar. We had one of our uh, psychedelic journeys. And for some reason, I, I came to think about him during one of these sessions. And I was at the moment in contact with what I experienced then as a god. So I actually asked God about Triam, And he said, well, he's the real deal. He's just pretending, he's just putting up this show uh, with the magic tricks and all that to actually sort out the the wrong people that don't listen to their intuition, but only go with the visuals, what they see. Mm-hmm. So, and I was, okay, yeah, perhaps that's that's true, that I was actually judging him from my ego and not really feeling him from my heart and then i realized okay maybe he is the real deal and i became more curious about him yeah and it's interesting because he talks a lot about this in his book where he mentions in the book that uh if yeah that he purposely uh discover like uh, can hide his uh true state of being if you will he's yeah, yeah. So that's that's quite interesting, and I remember that you sent over the video to me, and I also watched it, and I, I was also a bit skeptical to, yeah. towards it as well in the beginning. Um, but for the same thing for me, I also got during a psychedelic experience, he popped up again, and yeah. uh, what I was told by the psychedelic experience is that he's here to basically help humanity to wake up, to guide people through consciousness yeah. and discover what they really are. And also, I, if I rem- remember correctly, during these um, psychedelic experiences, we were kind of told that we should meet him. Isn't yeah. that right? Yeah. Uh, and 
even though before this psychedelic experience, there was something about him that actually pulled in both of us for some reason. We didn't really like him, but he kind of popped up from time to time anyway. And I couldn't yeah. really let the go of him. He, I thought about him from time to time. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah, same here. And it's, as you said, he popped up on a number of occasions. Like, yeah. I completely forgot about him. And uh, later on, he would just pop up in my mind or I have an yeah. experience with him. Um, and it took quite a long time before any of us read his book. And I think yeah. that was like the, the changing point for us, yeah. really. Yeah. He wrote this book, uh, The Apprentice of a Himalayan Master. Yeah. The f- his first book. He has written several books, but he has this autobiography uh, in two parts. Mm. Uh, one is was released quite recently, but the first book wasn't... When we met him, he had only released the first part of the autobiography. And he has yeah. written some smaller books as well. I have not read any of those. I have written the two autobiographies. Yeah. And uh, it's a really interesting book because oh, yes. it starts out with him basically um, in his youth. Yeah. He goes out into the garden and he finds a man there just asking him to come over. Yeah. And it's in his back of the garden and he had no idea why this man was here or yeah. who he was. But he has this strange pull to go and talk to this man in the yeah. garden and... Uh, I think he said something that he really didn't understand. Yeah. And then he just w- went away. And his life is filled with meeting very special Extraordinary people. Extraordinary meetings. Yeah. And yeah, it's a, such an amazing story. Yeah. And he was a Muslim boy in southern India who, when he was quite young, had this really strong pull towards the Himalaya. So he walked pretty much uh, a long distance and up to i think it was kedarnath yeah where he met eventually met his guru and yeah it's a amazing story and yeah yeah and it was the same man that he had met in his backyard the, yeah as the a guru. child yeah, yeah the guru that he found several years later up in the himalayan mountains and yeah. the book really starts after that i, I don't think we w- want to spoil the book too much but yeah um, what he experienced and uh, the teachings in the book it's it's really an amazing book and yeah. it's uh, I think fans of autobiography of a yogi I think will also really appreciate and love yeah. this book so I can really recommend that you check it out yeah it's an amazing story about the spiritual India in many ways because he traveled a lot and met so many different uh, saints and people and yeah and also, we could mention briefly that he his guru was a direct disciple to the Mahavatar Babaji, the, the guy in the painting right there that Swami Yogananda made famous in the West, basically. And he yeah. has met him twice in his life, as I understood it. Yeah. And uh, his guru was Maheshwar Babaji, which is a direct disciple, as you said, to... Mahavatar Babaji, and uh, I think he also mentions in the book that he was previously, in a previous incarnation, he yeah. was a direct uh, disciple to Mahavatar Babaji, or yeah. Sri Guru Babaji, as he Kosa. mentioned yeah. in, him in the book. Yeah. Um, so when uh, it came around the possibility to go meet him, we instantly felt like, yeah, we need to do this. Yeah, you 
noticed on his website, right, that yeah. he was going to hold uh, this workshop or weekend retreat in Europe. And mm. uh, it's quite near, so we decided to go. And this was actually, I think, one or two weeks before we went to India. Yeah, and uh, it's a good point because uh, a lot of the places that we have talked about and went to visit during our trip to India was due to the, yeah, what Freehem had uh, encountered on his journey and yeah. what he mentions in the book. We so. decided when we planned the journey to India to go to Rishikesh uh, and a lot of the th- places that we visited was entirely because of Shriam's book and autobi- autobiography of a Himalayan yoga. Yeah, the apprentice <laughs> of... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever it's called. <laughs> apprentice <laughs> to a Himalayan master. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I think it was really interesting to to follow his footsteps, to have yeah. read the book yeah. previously and knew like, yeah. ah, this is what happened here with, with, with his guru and so forth. Yeah. And, uh, and it uh, was just amazing. We went to Divine Life Society because of him and the Washista Cave. Mm. Uh, the two caves that are next to it, Washista Cave and do you remember what? Uh, Arundhati Cave? Yeah, Arundhati Cave. So, something like that, yeah. yeah. And also... Did we go somewhere else that it was because of Shriam? I don't remember. Yeah. But, but it's on, uh, <laughs> yeah. You can look at uh, previous episodes in this podcast, the Our Journey to India yeah. podcast. Yeah. So um, we arrived to Switzerland yeah. and uh, the retreat was at a place called Villa Unspenen and yeah. a beautiful place. Uh, yeah, really nice scenery around with the... Mm-hmm the mountains and everything like that so it was really a perfect place to have this yeah. retreat and to to meet him yeah and our first encounter with 3M was quite special yeah. to say the least uh, I remember, remember that we walked into Willownsbunen which is a building owned by this spiritual famous woman in, in uh, Switzerland I think and um I don't remember her name right now. Uh, we'll put it in the description. Yeah, I can't remember. So. <laughs> <laughs> but however, uh, he was standing with his back towards me, talking to some people. And I was looking at him. And suddenly he just turned around. As, and my feeling, I felt like he knew I was there and looked straight into my eyes. And I was like, I, don't, I can't really describe it. it as I said, it felt like he already knew I was standing there and just yep. turned around to say, I know you're here. I And just looked straight into her eyes and then he just turned back and started talking to the, these people again. Yeah. And the moment after, he did pretty much the same thing with you. Yeah, it was really strange because he had talked to the people and you were in one room. Yeah, and you didn't know that I had this experience. No. And I was in the other part of, in a different room, all yeah. by myself. Yeah. And he walked past me, past the room. Yeah. And I was, and he had his back towards the room I was standing in. Then he just stopped, yeah. like dead in his tracks. And he just turned around 180 degrees, looked me in the eyes, and it was like an electric shock. Yeah. Like when he looked at you, it's like, bam. And I, I didn't know what happened. But he just looked at me for a glimmer of a second yeah. and turned his r- around. 180 degrees and kept walking. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, exactly as you said. You just knew I was there. And I didn't make any noise. I didn't yeah. uh, I didn't say anything to him or no. anything that he could have, like, knew that I was there. So that was just a, 
powerful experience. And the feeling I had, and I think you had the same, was that in a way he wanted to show us that he knew that we was there mm. and just confirm in some way that, yeah, I know you're here. And Yeah, because I, you, you had met him and you he talked to other people and when he started walking away from me, I instantly got this feeling, but, oh no, he miss, I missed him. Yeah. I wanted to say hello or at least yeah. like acknowledge mm-hmm. him, but I thought I had missed him and he just turned around 180 yeah. degrees, looked at me dead in the eyes and just yeah. walked away. Because we knew that we were supposed to meet him because of the previous experience that we had on the psychedelic sessions. Yeah. So yeah, it was a quite a remarkable start. But then for the most part, he's like this everyday man, you know, Nothing really special about him. He's a kind, very soft man. Mm. Is it like? But he's he's not like in the last episode uh, when I, we talked about Ramdas and Krishna Das. When I met Ramdas, he had this huge presence that made this huge impact. Yeah, Shriyam was nothing like Ramdas. He was he was just this everyday little Indian man, quite short. You wouldn't notice him. If he didn't really, really kind of make you notice him as we, he did with you and me, because as you said earlier, it feels like he has this ability to completely cover his yeah presence in a way, and that's something that his guru Maheshwar Babaji also told him that you need to go because he wanted to stay with his guru in the Himalaya yeah. mountains. Yeah, but his guru just kept telling him, "No, you're going back into society. Yeah, uh, you're not going to be a, a yogi up in the yeah. in the mountains." And he's like, "No, I want to stay here." But no, you have different plans, and you need to be able to cover your state of awareness, your state of consciousness, yeah. so you can be relatable to other people, yeah. so you can talk to them. As person to person, not yogi to yeah. to disciple. It's uh, so. I think uh, there's definitely something to him yeah. that's more to him than we know. <laughs> and it felt like when he did this thing to both of us, was like kind of confirming that yes, I am the real deal, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then, for because the moment after he when he turned back to the people, that just vanished, and he was like this normal guy again. Yeah. And I was like kind of struck by the lightning or something about what happened. <laughs> yeah. Because his pre- presence changed when he turned around and looked me in the eyes. It was like a comp- completely different person in you, a way. Yeah, and you could see it from time to time during the, the, yeah. the satsangs and the retreat as well. Because um, the first, if you start listening to Shriam, the first thing you will notice is that he's extremely knowledgeable. He has yeah. read... He can relate to you if you're a Christian, if you're a Muslim, if you're yeah. a Hindu, because he has read all the scriptures and he knows them by heart. He even knows the Sanskrit by heart. Yeah. And his lectures are really like great for the intellect, it, yeah. if to grasping all this knowledge. And he can explain it in a structured way, which is really easy for yeah. everyday people to, to grasp. And it's obvious that he has a great love for the old Indian scriptures mm-hmm. uh, he loves to talk about them and explain them and yeah. uh, as you said he knows them by heart inside and out and yeah yeah and uh, he knows Sufism has a lot of uh, yeah. information about that he even yeah. he stayed also with Krishnamurti which is another yeah, person and also who's, uh, a Sufist teacher as well yeah. his, his guru made him stay with different 
kind of uh, traditions and teachers to expand his uh, view of spirituality, I guess. Yeah. So when you listen to him, he's 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 great. Yeah. He has he can explain things to you in a really structured and yeah. easy method for to for you to grasp. And yeah. I think that's what's where his real strengths are. Yeah, his ability to to make the information reachable. Yeah, and. Uh, we have to mention uh, when we when we had these lectures, uh, when we were sitting there listening to him throughout the satsangs. Yeah. What really struck me is like, I remember on several occasions where he talked something that he talked to the general public. Yeah. But at the same time, it felt like he's talking to me directly. Yeah. And the moments where I would feel this, he would instantly look at me. Yeah. Like he's talking about a general topic. But now I feel like this is really touching me yeah. at, at my ego or the way I am or why yeah. I'm acting. Yeah. And he's looking right at me and it's like, how does he know? How yeah. does he know? <laughs> yeah, I had the same feeling several times. Like I was sitting there listening as everyone else and he had this, you know, calm expression talking to everyone. And then he said something and it, just for a moment he just turned his head towards me and looked at me intensely while he said a general message to everyone. But when he looked at me and said this message, things just came up inside me that he's talking about this specific, specific. specific thing about me. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, and I knew intuitively what he was pointing to in my story mm. uh, at the same time as it was a general message to everyone. And then when he started to look at others again, this feeling kind of disappeared. It yeah. was, it resembled the thing that we had when we first met him. When he yeah. looked at you like in this way, the same way that he did that time, you just felt like struck by lightning mm. and you just knew what I was talking about. Yeah. And it's, it's, I'm not sure if, uh, I guess this, he did with this, with all the people. Yeah. And what I can't really grasp, but I don't even know, but what's interesting to discuss is, is he doing this consciously? Does he know that he's doing this? Or is this basically he's so in tune with with the self or with the universe that, um, I mean, everything is one. Everything is the self. Yeah. So him looking at me is just him going with the flow, if, if you understand what I mean. He's I understand like, exactly what you mean. But my feeling, I don't know if this is true or not, is that he did know. Mm. He yeah, felt like this guy that well. know everything about you. When he looked you at you with those eyes, it felt like he knew everything about you. Yeah. I know I you, well. Magnus. I know exactly what you're going through. I know exactly what you need to work on. And what I said now <laughs> is about this thing that you're doing. And you need to work on this really hard, Magnus. <laughs> and then he has turned his um, eyes away and started talking more. And it felt like, okay. <laughs> yeah he's right i need to work on that <laughs> yeah and it wasn't really he wasn't really talking to you he was talking to everyone but it felt like that mm. yes when he, he soothed he saw through me yeah and just pointed out something that i need to work on yeah i 100 <laughs> percent agree with that yeah. i that's the same feeling i get got as well when yeah. i when he was talking to me so yeah so that was just something very special about 3m and uh, uh i think if you go back to the very first episode in this podcast, um, you might remember that I talked about my Kundalini experience. Yeah. And 
I have always felt like I needed to to discuss that to get a get better understanding of it. Why yeah. is what happened and why um, why it happened to me basically, or yeah. yeah, what what's the deal with that? And I wanted to ask this question too directly to 3M, but it was very hard to get like alone time with him and ask yeah. questions because everyone who was there tried to like go after him like hyenas asking yeah, their own questions in all the time. Yeah. And I really wanted to have this this answered, and I just kept trying to get the the information from him, uh, but I was never able to like mm-hmm. get the the opportunity to do it. And uh, it was the last day of the, the retreat, mm-hmm. and I wanted to like yeah now I need to really need to do it. I like if, if I if there's other people, I'll push them aside and I'll ask yeah. him. Um, perhaps not that is that extreme, but. I really wanted to ask the question. And uh, when I sat down for the last day, he started to go through this topic. Yeah. And he started to explain everything I had experienced. I got all the answers I needed yeah. on that very last day. And he just answered everything. Yeah. All the questions that I had in that lecture. Yeah, and it felt like, yeah, he's talking directly to me. Yeah. This is, you're answering all my questions. And you're sitting there talking to, yeah, like, 100 people i don't know how many 50 to 100 people yeah in the room yeah. so that was also really really crazy experience yeah and yeah it was really amazing and i also prior to this uh weekend i had some a month before or tw- two months or something like that i had a very special dream about mahavatar babaji mm. which felt like nothing else i the dream felt very different from normal dreams. In the dream, I was in a wooden cabin up in the Himalayan mountains with a bunch of other uh, spiritual seekers as well. And also Neem Karola Baba, Ramdas's guru, was there. Yeah. But the bus in the cabin was that Mahavatar Babaji was in the area. Yeah. And they said that very rarely anyone gets to meet him, so don't get too excited. Mm. And in the night, when everyone slept, this old man woke me up and said, he's outside now and wants to meet you. Run. Mm. And I ran out in the middle of the night and it was, and I ran to the backside of the cabin. And there stood Mahavatar Babaji. And he told me three things that I needed to know. And then I woke up and felt, this dream was really important. And I tried to remember the three things, but I was just slipping away mm. as things in dreams can do. But I also knew that it wasn't important. Uh, yeah. So he told you on a subconscious level. Yeah, it was planted in me. So I didn't really have to remember it. it but I asked Shriam about this because Shriam is the only living person that I know about who have met Mahavatar Babaji. Mm-hmm. And who perhaps have a connection. So I told him about his dream and he instantly said, yeah, it was your initiation to Kriya Yoga. Because Kriya Yoga is the spiritual practice that he uh, is practicing and teaches to others. Yeah, Yeah, and it's the the spiritual practice that Mahavatar Babaji distributed to the world as a way to wake up and a way to do your spiritual practice and yeah. it's it's mentioned also in the autobiography of a yogi yeah. uh, he there's a guru called Lahiri Maya Saya I think is yeah. his name that exactly. also um, 
talked very fondly about learning Kriya Yoga from yeah. Mahavatar Babaji or Sri Guru Babaji, yeah. as uh, Sri M calls him. And it was the same thing. I After he had answered all my questions about my Kundalini experience, yeah. um, I went to talk to him. I, then I got the possibility to go f- talk to him. And yeah. I asked, like, yeah, I had this experience that you that you talked about during this evening mm-hmm. and he's like yeah have you had it any more times than the ones but no okay that was your initiation into kriya yoga yeah and i just remember as well that during the last evening when he talked about the kriya yoga and when he thought it, like uh, he gave it to us yeah. as a spiritual practice to to do when he had finished that session and stood up then i the power that I saw from him was just mind-blowing. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember, like, when he stood up, the, like, I don't know. I don't know what what it was with him, but it was like, I can't even put words to it. Yeah. It's like he just had this presence, like, like the master walking, you know, like, here's yeah. the, here it is, <laughs> here is the tool. Yeah. And the master just walked away, and I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was a wonderful experience, and yeah. we're actually going to meet him again yeah. um, in June now, twenty eighteen. Yeah, uh, he's coming back to Switzerland. Yeah, they talked about it at the retreat that they were going to do a follow up uh, retreat. Mm-hmm. So it's being this year, two thousand eighteen, in June, and if everything goes as planned, we're going there. We are, we have booked our seats mm. so to speak yeah so it's going to be amazing to meet him again and see what happens this time yeah and what i liked about shriem during the retreat is that he actually gave you something practically that you can work with yeah um there's one if i because when you listen to the lectures the lectures are brilliant of course mm-hmm. and but when you go to a lecture you you learn these things but if you don't do anything with with the the information that you have yeah. you're pretty much going to be pretty much the same person yeah as when you walked in there um but if you can take the the experience to heart and, and really see the pointers that he wanted to give you then you can learn something about yourself but he also gave a spiritual practical way yeah. to like do your spiritual practice and yeah. that was something that i prior to this meeting had not had yeah so for me it felt like I was like eureka moment. Yeah. Like this is this is it. This is what I've been looking for. Yeah, he gave a kriya yoga exercise, a basic kriya yoga exercise where you basically it's a technique for cleansing the channel for the kundalini energy. Yeah. So that was amazing to be given that to work with. Uh, yeah, and also I would like to mention that the retreat at Vilongsbunen was as we said, the week before we was going to India. And a lot of very strange things happened at Willemsbunen because we were planning in before this to visit the ashrams of Sombari Baba, which we have talking talked about in previous episodes. Yeah. And he's this really unknown saint of Nanichal area, the Himalayan area. Uh, and as I said, no one knows about him pretty much, and except that Ramdas has written a little bit about him uh, in Bilam now, and also just before we went, KK Sade, Nimkarol Baba's disciple, 
released a book about Zambara Bamba. Mm. So, but that had just came out a few weeks before this, I think. Yeah. But at Villa Unspunen, we met two people who had been there. Yeah. So those, and we were like sitting down randomly with people yeah. uh, for for dinner or just hanging out in the evening. And we sat down with two people who had visited Padampur and Kakrigat. Yeah, like, the ashrams uh, of Sambar Baba. Sambar yeah. Baba that no one knows about. And <laughs> pretty much very, very few Westerners have ever been there. And two yeah. of those was actually at this retreat the week before we were going there. Yeah. It was just such an improbable coincidence yeah so there was a lot of synchronicities going on when we were visiting this place and a lot of i think the reason why our journey to india was so good but was because we met these people because they told us about so much that we needed to think about and places that suggested that we visit yeah and if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have gone to the Heidi Kambaba Ji Ashram at yeah, all. I where think. I had the most amazing experience yeah. ever yeah. because of these two people. And yeah. we wouldn't have gone to a lot of places around Rishikesh if it hadn't been because of 3M. Yeah. So, yeah, everything, it felt, I remember thinking it feels like everything is falling into place. Yeah, exactly. Before the journey to India. <coughs> yeah, and it was just... The journey was amazing as well. <laughs> yeah, so um, what can we say more about 3M? He has a new book out as well, the, auto, new, the continuation of the f- yeah. for, from his first autobiography. Yeah, basically he, he talked on the retreat, he gave us some, he talked about uh, some things that are in the new book because it wasn't released mm. when we uh, was at the retreat. But I think... It was released about a few weeks after. So we read it on the plane back from India. Mm. Uh, it's a really interesting book uh, because there, he has experienced so much things. Yeah. And only some of it could be in the first book. So he wrote, an, wrote another book. This, yeah. And I think you need to read the first book before you're ready for the second one. Because yeah. uh, it uh, becomes a bit more crazier and crazier for each page. Um, yeah. Even the first, the first book, book as well is quite crazy if you... Yeah, even the first book can be hard to grasp for a lot of people because some of the things he talks about are just so out there. Mm-hmm. And he actually thought, when he was writing the book, he thought, should I even mention this? Because people would think that I'm just lying. Yeah. Uh, but I think Guru told him or intuitively that because he was dead... Mm-hmm. Uh, that I left his body, mm. that he should talk openly about pretty much everything. Yeah, and uh, but I do think there's even more to it that he have not talked about. For sure, I think so <laughs> as well. <laughs> we'll see if it comes a, a third book is yeah. even crazier than the last two. Yeah. Um, but what's also struck me just meeting Shriam and just seeing how he is with with people is you could also see that there's uh, there's no no greed in it yeah. uh, it was completely free to attend it yeah. if you didn't have to pay anything it was all donations yeah and the way he greeted every people he took time for everyone like yeah. obviously he couldn't meet everyone due to time constrictions but yeah. he stayed there for as long as he could yeah. and you could also see that he was a very loving person like genuinely yeah. loving person he this he very cared. kind humble yeah. little man that's so lovable yeah, and he also um, did the Walk of Hope 
in in Europe yeah. as well prior yeah, to this, but... which is uh, the Walk of Hope. He has done it through India. I think he walked like the whole the whole country throughout <laughs> most of India. Yeah, he walked as a manifestation or um, how do you say it in English uh, to raise awareness. Yeah, raise awareness of peace. Actually, yeah, I think. Which is a, a loving message, and yeah. he brought that to Europe as well. And yeah. I think it's going to actually do that now with uh, uh, in Europe again now, and when yeah. it's coming over in June. So if you also want to attend the Walk mm-hmm. of Hope, that's yeah. a really wonderful thing that you can also attend. Yeah. So, yeah, I would really recommend to read his, uh, especially his autobiographies. Yeah. And he has written some other books as well. I don't know. Have you read any of them? Uh, yeah, I read. Uh, one more book. It's the Wisdom of the Rishis. Okay, yeah. And uh, that's uh, those books are those are those are very good. Yeah. Um, but it's more talking not so much about his experiences, but more what did the rishis say? Yeah. And he he explains it in a, as I said before, he explains it in a very easy way to understand. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's for easier for a Western audience yeah. to to pick it up and and understand the concepts and yeah. the yeah the teachings. And there's also a lot of material available online. I think his website is the satsangfoundation.org. Yeah, we'll link it in the description yeah. as well. So check that out if you're interested of him. Or just Google his name, Shri M. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you can find uh, his talks on YouTube and yeah. Spotify. And yeah, I re- we can really recommend him. Yeah. Um, if you have the chance, go meet him. He's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for yeah. Freem. Or do you have anything more you want to add? No, I'm I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. All right. Then I think we say thank you for listening and uh, see yeah. you in the next episode. And uh, you can always visit our website maldorma.com to check out other material. Uh, we have this podcast. This yeah. is episode twenty. So we have nineteen other episodes as well covering different topics and our own journeys Mm. and we have written a few books that's available on our website and we write articles etc yeah Yeah. we try to do a little bit of this or that yeah (laughs) race awareness so please check that out if you like to and uh, thank you for listening all right thank you bye bye bye